Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily. First up, U.S. Attorney John Durham has indicted a Clinton lawyer from Perkins Coie. We're going to talk a lot about that because it actually is significant. Next, we are going to go down to the border, Del Rio, Texas. What is happening down there? 10,000 migrants encamped under a bridge. And finally, Joe Biden cutting antibody treatments to the South. Is this political? All of this and more up ahead, Human Events Daily. Folks, let's get right into it. So we talked yesterday about how the Justice Department and Durham under him was probably going to be making this uh, indictment of Michael Sussman. Who is Michael Sussman? What is this all about? What does it have to do with the Clintons? Don't worry, I'm here to help you. We're going to do two full segments on this. Sussman was a lawyer for Perkins Coy. Perkins Coy is the top Democrat law firm. They represented Hillary. But I want to take everybody back to 2016 to understand why this is so big. Before the dossier, remember the dossier comes out January 2017. But before the dossier, they needed a way to prove that there was some nefarious connection between Trump and Putin. And that was the Alpha Bank story. Listen to how big this got. Here's a clip from CNN. Week, CNN reported that the FBI is still still investigating what, what's being described as this odd link between a computer server, computer servers at a Russian bank called Alpha Bank, uh, and a server over uh, that, that dealt with Trump, the Trump organization, although that server was outside uh, Trump Tower, wasn't at Trump Tower. The FBI has refused all comment. The Trump organization and the Alpha Bank, they've denied uh, any contact. The allegation originally, as you well remember, came up during the presidential campaign in an article in Slate magazine. It was widely dismissed at the time, at the time when you were working for the Clinton campaign. You issued a statement calling it a secret hotline between Trump and Russia and asking that it be investigated. How surprised were you to hear uh, last week that this investigation is still ongoing? I wasn't surprised because what we learned during the campaign was that very serious computer science experts, people who work closely uh, with the United States government, had uncovered this secret hotline between uh, the Alpha Bank, the, the Russian bank, and the Trump organization. Now, of course, we didn't know for sure if, in fact, that were the case, but we knew that it should be investigated. And we knew that given how serious these computer scientists were, they weren't just making up crackpot theories. So it wasn't surprising to learn that even as of last week, the FBI is still looking into this. And do you have any idea what they're, what they're looking for? I don't. Uh, of course, I don't have a line into the FBI on this, but what I know based on public reporting is that there is very unusual server activity between this Russian bank and the Trump organization, which suggests contact that took place over the course of the campaign. Getting answers to what the nature of that contact was and why they were going to lengths to hide it, to encrypt it, is really important, and the American people deserve answers. You hear that? Very serious computer scientists! Yeah, okay, Jake Sullivan. By the way, that's Jake Sullivan, ladies and gentlemen. Guess what job he has now? Now, Jake Sullivan is the national security advisor for Joe Biden, the guy who's in charge of things like Afghanistan, things like the border, not, nothing too serious, nothing too important. Literally, that's who we got. That's the guy we got in charge. So when you see everything falling apart right now, understand, this is who we have 
in charge of these things. That's number one. Here's number two. Look at this tweet from Hillary Clinton back at back then, right? Hillary Clinton posts up. Computer scientists, again, same phrase, computer scientists have apparently uncovered a covert server linking the Trump organization to a Russian-based bank. And look who wrote the statement. Just look, I just, I just, I just go look, go look, go look, go look. I hope the guys just zoom in on this. Statement from Jake Sullivan on new report exposing Trump's secret uh, line of communication to Russia. Jake Sullivan, we got you, buddy. We got you. Did you honestly think that Poso would not save the receipts after all these years, Jake? I told you I was coming for you. And now here we are. Ladies and gentlemen, Jake Sullivan was part of a massive, not just political conspiracy, but now we know criminal conspiracy to lie to the FBI in order to start an investigation that included surveillance of the Trump campaign under false pretenses. Jake Sullivan needs to be called. He needs to either testify or potentially the grand jury needs to look at the national security advisor. But they say, oh, but Jack, you can't charge a national security advisor. Really? You mean like General Flynn? Because they didn't have any problem charging him when he was, oh, what was he for Trump again? Let me just check. Oh, right, the national security advisor. So, Jake Sullivan, let's go, buddy. Show us what you got. What did you know about this? When did you know it? Did you tell that lawyer to lie to the FBI and make these false claims? Stay tuned, segment two, we're gonna continue this because the story is just that big. All right, so while Jake Sullivan is gonna be having his rough night of sleep because he didn't go to MyPillow.com and use promo code POSO for up to 66% off. Jake, why didn't you do it? Jake, you're gonna to have to now. You only have a few nights left. I don't know if they'll let you take your MyPillow with you. I'm sorry, I'm very sorry. But I wanna take people back a little bit more because let's go to somebody else who deserves our attention. We have a limited amount of time here, but this just absolutely, I thought, deserved our attention. Here's Natasha Burstrand now known as Fusion Natasha. Why? Because she will publish anything that Fusion GPS asks her to. Listen to her on MSNBC discussing this hoax just a few years ago. I mean, what more evidence do you need? It's very, very obvious, and it's really Occam's razor here. The fact that we still have not been able to rule out the idea that this was a covert communication channel two years after the fact, the fact that no one has come forth with a plausible explanation for why this was happening, for why Alpha Bank was one of three organizations communicating with the Trump server in those months leading up to the election is just completely remarkable. And I think the fact that Frank's uh, story got overlooked or criticized as much as it did. And the fact that now it's being revisited and you have the editor of the New York Times saying that there, you know, was a story there just shows the lack of imagination. So it's massive, right? It proves everything. What more evidence could you possibly need to know that a candidate for president was actually a secret, uh, you know, KGB plant by Vladimir Putin? Let's go to read from the actual indictment, shall we? 
On or about August 20th, 2016, Originator 1 emailed Tech Executive 1, Researcher 1, and Researcher 2, stating among many things that, oh, wait, wait, what is this? Even if we don't find what we were asked to found, even if we don't see the money flow and we don't see the content of some message saying, send the money here, Originator 1 then explained that it would be possible to fill out a sales form on two websites. Wait, wait, wait. You're saying Rush is filling it out? Trump's filling it out? No, no, no. You're filling it out. Okay. Fake the other company's email address in each form and therefore cause them to, quote, appear to communicate with each other in DNS. He then concluded, if we can take this inference that we gained through this team exercise, then work to develop even an inference may be worthwhile. It's just not the case that you can rest assured that Hillary's opposition research and whatever professional government and investigative journalists are also digging up will find the same thing. Ladies and gentlemen, what does that mean? What are they talking about? I will tell you. They are discussing faking the data. They are discussing how to manipulate already existing systems that exist in the world on different websites, cause them to communicate with each other through their own input, right? Through their own actions, and then take that data back, which they knew from the start, by the way, which they knew from the start was fake because obviously they were the ones doing it but then use the data to say, hey, look at these communications. We need to investigate this. Folks, that is fraud. That is a lie. And if you think for a second that Michael Sussman, the lawyer at Perkins Coy, was the only one that knew that this was fake, I got a bridge in Brooklyn. I'd love to sell you. Folks, Understand the power dynamics here. I see a lot of people saying, well, Jack, why isn't Hillary indicted? Why aren't higher level people jumping us, et cetera, et cetera, right? The power dynamics here are massive. Democrats don't get indicted in Washington, D.C. It just doesn't happen, right? This is a guy from one of the most powerful law firms in the country that is being indicted for this. That is a tectonic sea change in terms of what's going on here in Washington. Now, I absolutely believe that the DOJ is going to fight this every step of the way. I don't know what a jury is going to do, a D.C. jury, because, of course, we know that they are on his side. They probably all hate Trump and probably believe that he's actually a Russian spy, even though it's completely false. But go back, and Arthur Schwartz had a tweet up. And I think we can go back a little bit and understand what's going on here. Arthur Schwartz has a tweet up that's referring to a letter that Ratcliffe wrote to Lindsey Graham back in 2020. He said that there was Russian intelligence that they had received stating that it was the Russian assessment that Hillary and her campaign cooked up the entire Russia hoax as part of a scheme to deflect from Hillary's email server problems. That's what I've always said since 2016. Doesn't it seem like Hillary just said, I'm under investigation, let's get him under investigation. That's the genesis of Russiagate for all those years everything that this country was put through, the lies, the mass shooting at a congressional baseball game by a Russiagate supporter, it was all made up. It was made up from the start. It was intentional and it was just a way to try to get back at Trump from a flailing, desperate candidate being propped up 
by a neoliberal ruling class establishment. Stay tuned because if you'd like to talk about corruption, we're going to talk a lot about that next. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we've got to go down to the border, down to Texas, because what is going on down there is nothing less than another surrender. You saw the surrender in Afghanistan of Joe Biden. That was not a, you know, a handover. That was not peaceful. That was a surrender and a complete withdrawal and an abandonment of people behind enemy lines. Now, Joe Biden has abandoned and surrendered the U.S. southern border. Take a look at this completely insane video coming out of Del Rio, Texas. So we are just on the Texas side of the Rio Grande River at about the point where thousands and thousands of Haitians are crossing over into the city of Del Rio. And there are over 10,000 now that are just being allowed to pour over the border. They seem to mostly be Haitians. There's also uh, some Cubans among them, but really a vast majority of them seem to be Haitian, uh, the ones that I've talked to. That right there is the International Bridge, providing some shelter and cover for these immigrants who are being allowed to just cross over. And they're gonna probably be living here for weeks as thousands more come. I'm going to show you the underside of this bridge. There are just thousands and thousands camped. Border Patrol is totally overwhelmed. They can't possibly process these people. They predict that the average wait time will be probably three weeks before the last one of the ones that just came in today will get processed. So they will just simply be here. Some of them have tents they're looking to stay here for a while you can see but this is the circumstance this is the circumstance the images that you're now seeing and i think it's so important for americans to see this to understand that this is what's going on in your border this is the door to your country right now the back door these images come to us via the Center for Immigration Studies and Todd Bensman, who's got a report from there this morning. Go follow them, go support them, go take a look at this. He describes it as a beachhead that you're seeing on the southern border. And 10,000 or so, mostly Haitians, Cubans, some Venezuelans. And the question is, of course, why are they all massing under this bridge? What's the point? What's the purpose of this? Why would our government do this to our people, why would our government just be letting people in and then telling them to sit there? Well, apparently the policy used to be that they would come in, they would get processed, and then if you were coming across illegally, you would be sent home, you'd be given a flight back to Haiti. Now the new process is stay here for a while, and this is under Biden, stay here, get processed, be relocated into the United States, and then on the honor system, we expect you to apply for asylum later. Well, what do you think happened once people found out that that was the new system? Obviously, they got on their cell phones and they said, guys, come on up, the doors open. When you provide people an incentive, they are going to follow it. It's as simple as that, it's moral hazard. 
So we don't even know the kind of perilous journey these people had to take getting up here. We just know that Joe Biden has given them the opportunity and given them the ability to. It's completely corrupt. Completely corrupt. With everything that's going on in the, in the world right now. Plus, don't even get me started on the idea of are there, uh, you know, are these people vaccinated? Are there variants that are that are coming up? What's the health situation? It certainly doesn't look like there's much of a sanitary health situation for them right now. But of course, Joe Biden didn't plan for that. From Afghanistan now to this absolutely insane crisis at the border. The people running this White House think they're a bunch of West Wing LARPers. They're doing Harry Potter personality tests. They don't care what's actually going on out in the country. And we're going to talk about that as well in the next segment because now they're not just punishing people from other countries, and they're not just punishing people uh, who live in the states now that where these resettlement operations are going on. No, 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 no. They're punishing people who don't follow the edicts of the White House when it comes to COVID. They're punishing governors. They're punishing the people of these states that are at risk for COVID. So stay tuned, HE Daily. I'm, I'm a little hot today, folks. I'm a little hot. Be right back. This story is actually shocking, and I think a lot of people are confused about it because of the way it's been reported, so I wanna cut through all that and just explain what's happening right here. Joe Biden is cutting the supply of antibody treatments to states in the South. I didn't stutter, I didn't make a misstatement, I'll say it again. Joe Biden is cutting antibody treatments to states in the South. He is politicizing the distribution of this medicine. This is a treatment. No, so the monoclonal antibodies, right? What, what is that? We're talking about Regeneron. We're talking about therapeutics. We're talking about things who, by the way, even if you're already vaccinated, can still help with this to prevent hospitalization for people like, I don't know, say seniors or people who are immunocompromised. Here's Governor DeSantis yesterday talking about this. Uh, we are very, very concerned uh, with the Biden administration and the HHS's recent abrupt, sudden announcement that they are going to dramatically cut the number of monoclonal antibodies uh, that are going to be sent to the state of Florida. Just last week, on September 9th, President Joe Biden said that his administration would be increasing shipments of monoclonal antibodies in September by 50 percent. And yet, on September 13th, HHS announced that it was seizing control. What the HHS and the Biden administration is now doing is they're saying that all of the reduced amount will go to the state, and we're responsible not only for sourcing our sites, which we're happy to do, but any infusion center, any provider, any hospital will have to come through the state. And to just spring this on us starting next week, we're going to have to do that. There's going to be a huge disruption, and patients are going to suffer as a result of this. And so we're going to essentially what we're now seeing come out from the Florida government is saying that they're only receiving half of the needed amount of the therapeutics based on their statistics. Of course, we know Florida is a state with the most seniors, but more importantly, that these cuts are coming directly from Washington. Human events can exclusively report that we have reviewed emails between the government of Florida and HHS officials, where they were told back in August that they would be made completely 
sufficient in terms of these antibody treatments, that they would get whatever they needed they were going to get. Now suddenly, just a few weeks later, that has been cut off. The answer is simple, folks. Joe Biden is punishing the people of these states, the people who actually need this therapeutic, because he is mad at the governors, people like Abbott, people like DeSantis and other Southern governors, for not following his edicts, for fighting him on the vaccine mandates. This is crazy. He's willing to let people actually get sick and withhold medicine from them, medicine that they need. Because last time I checked, where's this? They're, they're saying there's a shortage of therapeutics. Where's the shortage? We had Operation Warp Speed. There were therapeutics coming all over the place. Did that get turned off? Why did that get turned off? Explain yourself, sir. We need to know what's going on because the American people have to know, are you willing to let people get this virus and then withhold the therapeutics that they need for it over politics because they're from a red state that didn't vote for you? I, I don't want to live in a country like that. I don't like making these kind of accusations. That's something for me as a Catholic that I, I don't want to live in that sort of country but we have to ask these questions. So that is why we're here, that's what we do. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's all the time we have for today. I wanna to thank you so much for all your support. This has been the first week of HE Daily. Uh, we're number one Apple podcast for politics and just thank you. Thank you and God bless you so much. We, you know, we do a lot of work here to make this for you, to put this out. We're going to be here every single day as much as possible providing this. But before I go, today's moment of history, September 17th, 1939. Poland had just been invaded by Germany on September 1st. Today is the day that Poland was invaded in the, from the east by the Soviet Union. Germany and Russia invaded together. That's what I always say about Poland. Great country, not so great neighbors. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.